Welcome to Aftersight, your home for stories for people just like you. Your vision loss journey isn't something to be ashamed of. Take a listen. And that's the main thing I remember learning when I was taught the slack line when I still had vision is don't look at the line below you, but look at your anchor point that's solid ahead of you. If you want me to cook your dinner, you have to put somewhere to go. <laughs> and I suppose part of this was also my own trying to figure out who I was and how to be in the world in this very new way. Throb, I would say a potted plant because I get sad when the flowers would like wilt, mm. you know, oh. eventually. I'm going to say fresh cut flowers because then I don't have to worry about killing a plant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at taking care of These people all have the same thing in common. You. Their stories are for your encouragement, your determination, and your inspiration. This is Aftersight. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Aftersight. I hope that your 2023 is off to obeying. I, of course, am your host, Penn Street. I, I come over your airwaves week after week. Uh, today, I have had the honor of meeting and actually having a conversation with our guest and so impressed with her and the lives that she has changed and continues to change. I've interviewed so many amazing human beings on this podcast, but today, introducing today's guest is a moment that I, I really, really thought that I could only happen in my dreams. So I want you all to sit down and get comfortable. I don't want you to multitask today when you are listening to this podcast, and you'll understand why. When we come back, we have the one and the only multi-Grammy winning Diane Shore, who goes by Deeds, um, which I'm glad that she feels comfortable that I call her Deeds. (laughs) You're just going to have to bear with me, because and this is just a tiny sampling of Deeds' bio, but she's an American jazz singer and pianist. Uh, she has released dozens of albums, uh, which she's going to be talking with us about. She's also performed at venues such as Carnegie Hall, the Kennedy Center, and even the White House. And she's also performed with many, many artists, including some of my favorites, Ray Charles, Fink, Frank Sinatra, Quincy Jones, and Stevie Wonder, Stevie Guy. Um, she's also co-performed on several albums um, include with people like Barry Manilow, Jose uh, Feliciano, uh, my gosh, the list goes on, Maynard Ferguson, um, Stan Getz, uh, Vince Gill, uh, Allison Krauss, and again, B.B. King, which I was so fortunate to get to uh, hear him in concert live um, before he passed away. She was also on the Johnny, Co- which I didn't know because you didn't talk about this yesterday. She was also on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson eleven different times, um, and I just I just found this out yesterday as well. She was even interviewed by Elmo on Sesame Street. Um, so stay tuned. Do not go away, and we're going to be right back. You're listening to Aftersight with Penn Street, an AINC original podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, please visit AINcolorado.org for more shows, news, and articles read by our amazing staff and volunteers. If you have a question for Penn or would like to recommend a guest for future shows, please visit AINcolorado.org slash podcast dash guest. And now here's your host, Penn Street. 
Sweets, welcome to Aftersight. Oh, thank you, Pan Pan. <laughs> Appreciate that so much. And uh, I, it's uh, it's such a pleasure to be here with you and and having a little girlfriend chat. That's right. That's and I and I do so appreciate that you said that. I try not to be a you know grill my guests, but you, I definitely won't. But the first thing, um, deeds that we usually start off the show with just some off the wall questions so that the audience can get to know you a little bit differently than before we dive in. Is that okay? Of course. Okay. And I've never asked this question before, so you you're the first. Okay. If you. If you could have your sight back for one day, what would you do? Oh, I think one of the things I would do is look into my cat Puss Puss's eyes, oh. her beautiful blue-green eyes, and that that would be a thrill of lifetime. Oh. Um, I would, you know, if, if I were in... Washington DC I'd love to be able to go and and see the president and shake his hand or um, uh, you know just uh, it's just so incredible oh yes and of course I would love to get together with my twin brother uh, David I call him Mm. pilot and he calls me co-pilot and I'd love to be able (laughs) to land the airplane uh, and yeah which I've done before anyway so, wow. um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't wow. even consider, um, skydiving, um, Ooh. you know, and actually see what the earth looks like as it's coming up, you know, mm. Mm. and, and just, uh, yeah, just love to be able to look around and see what my backyard looks like, or, yeah. you know, just, uh, be able to see the faces of, of my loved ones and, be able to yeah, see the yeah. the pictures of of my mama who's deceased and see the beautiful picture the portrait of puss puss which was just created recently on the wall with the other cats oh, and, i yeah. love that the the first thing you said was to look into puss puss eyes um, yeah yeah and when <laughs> and i have a i definitely want you to dive more into that because i i loved hearing what you said yesterday of, of how important cats are in the world, that dogs get all the credit, but, but cats. So um, I, mm-hmm. I have another question is, sure. is what would your career have been if you weren't a singer, if it hadn't gone in that direction? If I weren't a singer? Yeah. Um, I probably would have still been a piano player, most likely. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm not sure if I would have gone as far as I have with the combination of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. And mm-hmm. then I always, always, I don't know if Jonathan told you this, but I always ask my guests, if you had a theme song, what would it be? So when you walk into a room, that's the song that would be playing. I think the theme song, the song that I would love to hear is the theme uh not the actual coming on air theme but one of the themes to lost in space oh <laughs> um you know cuz it it starts uh that's that's how it starts and of course it's yeah. very wistful and 
very sad, but I've, I've always loved that theme. And, oh, uh, that's, that is beautiful. I was really <laughs> excited to hear where you were going to go with that because somebody of your caliber, like, I mean, the, you have the world, right? <laughs> I guess. So, so that's, that's, that's lost in space. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I know that, you know, you were born with your vision loss due to yes. retinopathy of prematurity, which, which basically means that you receive too, ox- too much oxygen as a newborn. That's, and yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I think yesterday you mentioned Stevie Wonder, that was also the cause of his vision loss. And I have so many friends um, that that is how they lost their vision. Um, do you remember as a child, and I'm guessing it's a child, when you actually realized that your vision was different than others around you? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, let's see. Um, I remember when I was two, being in the hospital, it's a little bit vague, but this is still when I had a lot of refla- refraction in my left eye, mm. uh, light refraction. And I could, I could actually see, you know, there was a big fluorescent light right above me. And, um, cause I had double pneumonia. Oh. And then later on, you know, I think I probably, when I went to the state school for the blind is when I realized that I was definitely, um, different somehow from other sighted people like well you just do you remember what it was like when it it sort of dawned on you that your vision was different oh just i think the mere fact that i had to go to a, a school which wasn't public school i think that kind of dawned on me even mm. then when i was four and a half Oh, because your brother, your brother couldn't go to that school, right? No, no, he was, he went to regular public school. Yeah. Although he's, he has a hearing deficit, um, for some reason. And so, Hmm. um, yeah, so it's just just really interesting that, you know, my brother and sister stayed home and I went to school. Yeah. And I think that was one of the foremost differences that I could discern even back then. That you could remember. Okay, yeah. so Deeds, I got to hear your beautiful kitty cat yesterday over the phone and during our conversation that we had. You mentioned yesterday, you know, we we talked about guide dogs a little bit. I have a guide dog, Beethoven. And mm-hmm. but you shared that cats really do help um blind people. And that yes. that's not talked about enough. No. Um, and can you can you share a little bit about that and what the role that um, Puss Puss plays in your life? And oh, sure, and- I'd be more than glad to elaborate, Pam. Pam. Yeah, yeah. I I hope you don't mind me calling you that. It's just I no. <laughs> I, I I have been telling everybody that Deets has a nickname for me. It's Penpen. So no, you go ahead and call me Penpen all you want. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Um, uh, with regarding cats, um, Puss Puss is very intuitive. Now a lot of people know that cats are very intuitive, but she is to an extraordinary. Uh, a point because one of the things she acts differently even before an earthquake happens um oh. like 
unlike most cats, they'll run away under the bed and whatever for their own self-survival. Um, we had a very minor earthquake two days ago, but you know what? Puss Puss was on the bed. She didn't move. Mm. She didn't get up or anything. She just, and then <clears throat> I stu- I started to lose my hearing six years ago. I was diagnosed with uh, Meniere's disease. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, well, you know what Meniere's is, right, Pan Pan? I, I do, because I was also diagnosed probably about, well, mine was a little bit longer than that, about eight or nine years ago. But Yeah, well, the the deal is, is that I think Puss Puss knew before I did there was something wrong. Oh. Be- yeah, because she started with, in my left ear, I mean, I can still hear okay, it's just um, some of the vowels are 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 the continent consonants are missing um let's see what is it f k s t and t h hmm. are are the ones that are the i think that they're consonants they're the yeah. ones yes um i cannot hear them with my left ear wow. they're gone oh. and so what i'll do sometimes is i will just to see i'll plug my right ear and then see, you know, with watching a television show or whatever, if I can hear from my left and it's nothing but mumbles. Oh. I cannot discern a lot of words unless they speak really clearly and slowly. Now, now, booking agents and such, don't you get the wrong idea about the date <laughs> right now. So That's right. <laughs> yeah, but Puss Puss started, and she's asleep on my left right now she's you know Aww. her tail is wrapped around her and she's sound asleep so she you probably won't won't hear a morale but she started coming up on my left hand side the side mm. that you know um doesn't have as much hearing and every time she does Aww. and Aww. you know and every time and it, it's amazing it's like she knows that you know, cats are really a trip. In fact, there's a wonderful book by uh, David Dosa, uh, MD, about Oscar. It's called, let's see, Making Rounds with Oscar, an Extraordinary Aww. Gift of an Ordinary Cat who visits <laughs> these uh, residents at this, um, uh, you know, this old folks home. Well, it's actually a home for people with dementia. And she okay. visit, visits, he visits them while they're dying. Oh. And, um, and he knows intuitively who it is. And it's, it's amazing. He just sits it out with them or just lays with them as they're, you know, exiting this world. Let's just say it's a really good book. He's I've actually bu- heard about that on the news, you know, different stories about cats living in, you know, senior living facilities and, the cats know that, you know, they kind of watch over the person until they pass on. Yeah, and they so do. It, yeah, so it makes sense that Puss Puss would know, like, be intuitive, that you can't hear on the left side. And she kind of is like, hey, I'm here, you know, and, and doesn't want to startle you because you can't right. hear. Well, I can hear on the left side, but it's just not, for instance, uh, on my right side, you know, I have a quartz watch. I used to have watches that wound 
up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, yeah, oh, that, yeah. I, I remember <laughs> that dates me a lot, but still, because <laughs> I'm 69 now, I'll be 70 in December. But, um, mm-hmm. but now I've got the quartz watch and they tick very softly. You know, if you put yeah. it to your ear and I noticed I can do that still with my right ear, but I can't hear it with my left. And oh, wow. yeah, so, but puss, you know, she's, she's, you know, they're like dogs in, in the fact that they know if you're very sad or upset, um, she'll just get on my chest and plop oh. down and purr and lick him hand and just, you know, just is so sweet. And she usually hangs out, um, a lot of the time in the guest room, you know, which is right across the hall from my bedroom. Well, we call it the puss puss room. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, in fact, we have a security camera that says motion de- motion detected at your puss puss. And, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That is so awesome. So does she, like, I know with Beethoven, if somebody comes to the door, even before they ring the doorbell or even knock, he knows they're there and he alerts me that they're out there. And does, does Puss Puss, does she notice what's going on outside the house as well? Uh, yeah, she'll, um, she was on the bed and then, uh, as soon as the doorbell rang, then she jumped off because she knew it was someone, uh, somebody at the door. So, oh, cute. yeah, it's just, uh, it's just really cool. I just love her so much. And she's 15 now. She's a beautiful blue point Persian. And, and you uh, and you you saved her. You saved I did. her. I yeah. did. She was dropped off at off at uh, animal control, and they you know, and they give uh, with her seven kittens, and they they give oh. it a certain amount of time, and then they go ahead and euthanize them all if they're not adopted. Oh. So luckily, um, a, a place in the desert called uh, Animal Samaritans rescued them and a year later after that then i rescued puss puss so there it is and she's Aww. just been just such a just such a sweetie i just love her so much and she's she's so funny she'll lead me into the kitchen when she wants her oh. wet <laughs> i don't lead her she leads me you know with her big big tail in the air first of all Aww. i'll get out of bed because <laughs> You know, as I'm older, I have to go to the bathroom a little bit more yeah. often. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, oh, yeah, I do. First, we visit the ladies' room, right? And I do my thing. And and then then um, and then I'll go out into the kitchen. And she, I follow her out into the kitchen and get her her wet food. And sometimes I'm just barely conscious when I do it. It's become so habitual. So, oh. Yeah, this is just such a sweet tool. Oh, well, I'm so glad that the two of you found each other. Uh, Deed, so you sh- you shared that you have a photographic memory as well as you also possess absolute pitch memory and and yes. vocal tone. Um, how did how was that discovered? I mean, you obviously didn't come out of the womb, and everybody was like, "Oh, wow, <laughs> she's she's." Pissed. How did you? How old were you when you discovered that? And and Oh, about two or three. There is this cousin of mine. His name was Brian Calkins. And he would say, oh, this is the key of G. 
And I'd, I'd say, no, it's not. It's the key of, uh, it's the key of E flat. It's not G. And, and I, I couldn't be fooled no matter how people tried. I've just always had that ability, you see. So I know, I know. And so, um, I, do you, have you heard of Mandy Harvey? No. Uh, She's, um, a friend of mine, she, she was on America's Got Talent and she's, done some different things um but she she's completely deaf and she's pitch perfect Mm. and it was amazing to me how somebody who's and she did have hearing when she was younger and so um (sighs) but i was wondering because there there's not a lot of of performers that are actually pitch perfect wow well so Mandy Harvey is she's a singer, I presume. Yes, uh, she's a jazz singer, and you'll have to you'll have to look her up. Um, but but when I, I heard you, you also mentioned that, I was like, you know, that's that's pretty rare for me to know two people. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, one who's blind and one who's deaf. I mean, go exactly. figure. Yeah, you guys should do something together. That would be cool. <laughs> well, you never you you never know what happens in this life. That's right. Know? That's right. Well, yeah. well and, you share and this interview with Mandy Harvey. Oh, you know? I absolutely will. I Help absolutely will. aware of the deeds. Yeah, I will. I will. And your photographic memory um, that I know other people that I've met that, that are blind, especially if they've been blind since birth. Mm-hmm. But, but even if you haven't, um, if you are blind and visually impaired, your memory <laughs> is super important. But it's, yes. has there been any downside to having photographic memory? Are there well, when like, I, oh, yeah, I, when I, yeah, I can tell you that uh, um, the only downside is if I'm breaking up with a boyfriend or something like that. And I'll, well, you did this on this a date oh. and you said this on <laughs> this certain date. And, and that was a little bit of a drag, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, not for you, but for them, I'm sure. <laughs> for them. Yeah, I sound, I, you know, I feel like I'm in court or something like that, or I'm being prosecuted or something oh, like that. Oh, 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 <laughs> you know, oh and I, I realize now at the time that it was probably not a cool thing to do, but oh, well. <laughs> I don't know. When you're breaking up with somebody, I think you you pull out whatever whatever's working at the time <laughs> well that's you know that's true you know yeah. sometimes sometimes things aren't you know they work until they don't and so but i'm yeah. i'm very very happy living at the desert deedle pad with puss puss Aww. for her as company and with myself as company and i'm okay you know in yeah. fact today i know it's going to be broadcast later but this today is the f- 13th of January, and I would have been married to my husband um, 20, 27 years mm. uh, today, you know, uh, oh. is one of our anniversaries. We got divorced because of his, I couldn't be a caregiver anymore. He had Parkinson's and uh, suffered from yeah. Lewy body dementia. And so, mm. yeah, it was, it, we had a lot of happy years. He toured all over the world with me and and one of the reasons we did is because back in the days before cell phones, uh, I was, I was in Japan calling my rocket man. Yeah. And the next phone <laughs> bill that we got or that I got 
was like $4,000. Oh my goodness. And so my brother, brother-in-law, who's now deceased, and my sister said, hey, why don't you just travel with her? It might be a little less expensive. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened, you know. Um, and um, more fun, right? More fun having him there. Well, did you have a new album? A new album. It's called Running on Faith. Can yes. you and 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 then also you're you're touring in February. Is can you where where did coming where did that name come from? I love that Running on Faith. I just love. Yeah. That title. Well, it was. It's actually a cover for um, Eric Clapton. Oh, he did a cover for his version of "Running on Faith." Oh, that he has a version sense. of it, and it's from an album called "Journeyman." And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's one of the tracks on there. And I, I like that track so much. I thought I'd go ahead and use it not only as a song to sing, but as the title track. Oh, okay. And that's what we did. And and actually, the album came out on May 8th of 2020. So, and, and the reason that it was, you know, so so long and, you know, and all of this is that COVID hit. Um, yeah. And, you know, when I'd finished the album, my last session was on January 31st of uh, 2020. That was the last session at the studio. And then it came out on May 8th of 2020 wow. so yeah. covid but, changed a lot of things postponed a lot of things so that makes that did. makes sense that makes i know sense. but see look what it did though it kind of pen pen there was a quantum leak as yes. far as the technology what you and i are doing right now it isn't just on landlines this is you know oh, this this is so huge. much more advanced and it's and, so huge you know, and I know, and I, I've done, I've gone to several uh, meetings on Zoom, and I thank God for that, um, yeah. that, that I was able to, to go to the meetings since I couldn't go face to face and, right, and, right, and everything. So it's just been an amazing, um, experience. But Puss Puss, getting back to Puss Puss, she knew that I was in a lot of isolation and she just yeah. spent a lot of time and I still, I don't get out as much because I just, it's still alive and well. Oh, absolutely. And so, absolutely. yeah, so I just want to be a little bit uh, careful. It doesn't mean that I don't like to get out. It's just, you know. So are you, are you, um, I know I have friends that were very isolated during COVID, more so than they were before COVID. Mm-hmm. And they are having a hard time getting back out. And I even know with me, like if I'm in a, a restaurant that's really loud and noisy or, or an auditorium or something, I'm, I'm more um, nervous than I was before COVID. And I think it's, I just, my brain, my nervous system or whatever, just got, got out. Of, I'm not used to being around that anymore. So are you, are you nervous about going back out on tour because it's been so long, actually, noise yeah. and craziness. Well, it's a little bit of an adjustment, but you know, um, I started going back out in uh, August of twenty-one, and um, and then in in twenty-two, I there was a lot of 
they're called makeup dates uh, that were mm. postponed because of COVID that I needed That's to go right. out there and, and work, you know, because a lot of the time an artist will get paid uh, in advance. And then if something happens, then they've got to make up the date. That's right. That's right. But, I didn't even think about that, but that's mm. that, that's throughout the industry. I'm sure that's happened. Oh, it is. I mean, the entertainment industry suffered terribly, and we're still we're still coming back, Pen Pen. And I'm not so sure we're going to be able to come back fully because of this technology that's taken place. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but it's you know. Whatever, I'm I'm okay regardless. I'm not worried about the work. Um, you know, I've got some gigs coming up and um yeah. and everything. So I have nothing to be worried about. I mean there's no to me, worry is just kind of like counter productive and it's, yeah. it's you know, there's certain things I know I don't have control over. And so That's right. Mm-hmm. So go with the flow. Go with the flow. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, dudes, I, I, you have received so many awards in your lifetime, um, and I'm sure you probably in your house, um, if you display them, it's probably like wallpaper. Um, but it's I, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Helen, Hel- Helen Keller, is is a, is my hero and has been. Um, you know, ever since I lost my vision, but I was aware of Helen before, before I lost my vision. But then when I lost my vision, they, they thought that I was also going to be profoundly deaf. Um, mm-hmm. She became even a bigger hero to me. But I noticed that um, in, I think it was 2000, when you were awarded the Helen Keller Achievement Award by the American Foundation of the Blind, I was, I was, awestruck how did how did that feel i mean to me that award is from your peers right it's from your the blind community and and what yes. you and what you've done for us how how was what was that like for you it was remarkable um i have the plaque and actually the plaque's in braille Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, it's so cool. And the one and only time I was in Time Magazine, (laughs) believe it or not, um, I was interviewed. And uh, that was really cool, you know. And I've been interviewed a lot, but I'm, when you yeah. get to Time Magazine, that's pretty cool stuff. That, that, that's pretty big. That's pretty big deeds. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Oh. So, yeah, I, you know, and the Grammy Awards, of course, you know, that was very special. Yeah. Um, the two Grammys that I got in 86 and 87 uh, for count, the, you know, the, the, the one in 87 was for best female jazz vocalist. Yeah, uh, with the Count Basie Orchestra. Actually, I'll be performing with the Count Basie Orchestra in Boston, uh, May twentieth. That's right. I saw I saw that on your schedule. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that a lot. So, yeah. So you know and what? I, yeah, go ahead. I I love that. The you know ninety nine point nine percent of the awards you win. It's not because you're blind. It's because you are the best. You're the best. And it's not, you. you know, it's not you're the best blind person. You're the blessed, best blind woman. <laughs> it's because well, I you guess are I'm the best, best and blessed. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's I just didn't let what I like to call my inconvenience get in my way um, of the things that I wanted to accomplish. You know, I just didn't. I refused to let that happen, regardless of where I was, you know, and it wasn't always easy because I was struggling with alcoholism and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, but I have been sober, uh, for 33 years and counting and, you know, so that's almost half my life, you know? Yeah. Do you mind sharing? Mm -mm. I I do. I've shared this on the podcast that I'm, you know, it, it, I mine was 1987 when I mm-hmm. um, was my last drink and drug and yes and I have been talking to a lot of people who who are blind and visually impaired and it and it really seems that it's sort of rampant in our community um, yes. addiction and and I I personally know why and and but. What what was your shift? Do you mind sharing your shift? Oh, no, and- I don't uh, mind okay. at all. I, I don't help. mind a bit. Well, as I told you, uh, Pen Pen, when we uh, recently talked, yeah. um, I tried two suicide attempts before I stopped tipping and tripping. Mm. And um, the last one I tried, I was going to jump out my my living room window, I was on the third floor and I was going to oh, jump and, and Donald David, um, remember I was telling you about Donald yeah. David. Yeah. He stood in the way of that. Mm-hmm. He didn't grab for me, but he just stood there, just, you know, just stood there. And I, that stopped me. And mm-hmm. I just, all of a sudden I just broke down and I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And I, fell into his arms and i remember on pbs in the background that was playing was uh the hank williams jr story and i remember that so vividly and and then i i went ahead and spent the next couple of days detoxing by myself in my condo oh lord i cannot imagine you know and not only that but I would do, if you saw, uh, my name is Bill W. He would smoke cigarettes. I, I'd quit in 87. I quit smoking before I quit drinking, but he would, mm. he would go from just sitting there like in a catatonic kind of state. Um, and then, you know, and I did that too. I was catatonic. I couldn't move. Oh, sweet. I couldn't respond to anything. Um, and I just, I remember that so well. And there's a guy who's no longer living who got sober about a year after I did, uh, about a year before I did. He's the one that actually 12-stepped me. Oh. And he said, Deedly Weedly, do you think you might be an alcoholic? And of course I go, I don't know. And oh. then when I took a look at that, you know, it's like, yeah, that, you know, I was interested in Days of Wine and Roses and um, Come Back Little Sheba and all of these things. And 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 now I kind of like understand why, because these people were having kind of like the same experience as I was. Yeah. And being a blackout drunk and 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 all of that, you know, kind of stuff. And yeah, it's it's. um. Well, the business, I mean, the business, the music business, it's... Oh, I know. When I was on American Bandstand, 
with Jose Feliciano, yeah. I, I had a soft boot on my left leg because uh, I'd broken an ankle on the 1st of January of 86. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah. And so, you know, and of course, I was taken to Harborview Hospital in Bellevue, Washington and um, that night and uh, all of that. And I on the Grammy show that I was telling you about with yeah. Um, with all those people, with uh, Sarah Vaughn and Joe Williams and Bobby McFerrin and yeah. Buddy, Buddy Rich and, and Gary Burton and yeah. all of these folks. I had a, I still I was standing on a soft cast. And so, wow. you know, so it's it's been quite an experience. And ever since that shift happened, I mean, no matter what, divorce, you know, yeah. Marriage, divorce, er- everything, uh, broken relationships, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I have decided, consciously decided not to pick up a drink or drug. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. I'm, I'm a proud member of the you, no matter what club. And <laughs> I love so- it. I love. Well, and, you know, I think Puss Puss appreciates that, but definitely all your your sober friends appreciate that as well because you would you're not the same person. I would, no. I'm not the same person when I'm using. Well, we're, and, yeah, we're responsible, but at the same time, we have a lot of paradoxes. Absolutely. You know, it says in a piece of literature which I choose not to disclose. Uh, it says we are not a glum lot, and That's right. um, it's so and, and it's so it's so wise and it's, it's just such a, you know, and we'll laugh at things that are just so horrid to other people, but it's, you know, there's sometimes it is kind of comic, you know what I mean? Absolutely. uh, At the same time, as long as I can actually live through that. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, during COVID, yeah, I had some dark days. Oh yeah. I wonder if I should just go into oblivion and, uh, you know, but luckily, uh, I have wonderful supportive people. Um, we, we help each other out, man. It's, it's like the club, the no matter what club, no matter what happens, we can, we can turn to each other and be loving to each other and support each other, no matter what outer circumstances are happening. Yeah, um, whether it's in the United States or worldwide, I keep thinking to myself, okay, no matter what's happened, I don't have control over it. That's right. That's right. Deeds, thank you for being so vulnerable about it. Um, you know, I I think with addiction that that's one of the things that keeps us safe is to share because yeah. I know for I know for myself if if I keep that a secret it it it's so much easier for me to think about going back down into that dark hole where if i'm honest and i and new friends and acquaintances know that you know i'm a recovering alcoholic drug addict drug addict that's that's not even on the table anymore you know mm-hmm. i so, get it i yeah, totally so. get it pan pan and yeah. yeah i'm very you know i have a choice to be able to Get myself out of a funk anytime I choose to. Yeah. Any, anytime I choose to. And, and, um, uh, and that's the beauty of it because when I was in alcoholism and drugs and stuff, uh, I, I, 
I was more or less hostage to it. Uh, it became a compulsion. And so now it isn't. So, um, oh, I, I, that is the perfect way to say that, you know, because I think when you're in the midst of addiction, you think you're making a choice, but you're not. It's that, it's that booze or it's that drug that's making those choices for you. Where when you get that out of your system and you get the support system and you, you learn and you, and you get the school, the skills and the tools that you don't need to live with, with those alcohol mm-hmm. drugs, that you are the one that's making the decision and not the op, you know, the other way around. So I, I, I like, I like your thinking on, on that deeds that because. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, when, when Donald, when Donald David was so sick, he refused to take pain medication. Oh, he refused, you know, they, they, you know, they offered him a, a vial of, of morphine and they were going to inject and he woke up. No, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh, don't want that. Bless his heart. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so uh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just amazing. Now, if I had a terminal illness, I know, uh, since I knew that I was going to die anyway, I would not take opioids. Right. I would take, uh, Probably would, uh, for, for pain relief, take, uh, uh, take cannabis of some sort. I think it would be less, but that's just me. Um, Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, but, and, and some people may not agree with me, but I, I just don't want to get into the opioids. I really don't. Oh, it's so scary. It's so scary what it's doing to, not just young people it's it's all ages right now and and it has been going on for quite a while and it just breaks my heart to hear these families that are that have lost loved ones because of it and it's uh well do you remember um that rolling stone song uh what a drag it is getting old (laughs) and and they talk about mother's little helper and and all of this kind of stuff even back in 66 yeah, they were, they were, you know, they were singing about things like that. You know what I yeah. mean? It's such what, a, I can't think of who's saying, what's the song about White Rabbit? Um, oh, it's one, by uh, Grace Slick. That's right. And it's know, by Jefferson pill, Airplane. One pill makes you larger and one pill makes, one pill you, makes small. you smaller. The ones that mother gives you. And the one that you, mother gives you don't do anything at all. That's right. And, that's right. But, you know, and, and I was even, and there have been people that have taken uh taken acid and everything not for recreational purposes but for to be able to help with depression or whatever yes. it depends on what on what the substance is actually used for absolutely um, because you know like the brain is such a remarkable thing and mm-hmm. um uh luckily i don't i don't suffer from horrific depression so i do not find it necessary to go to that, but there were people like uh, Cary Grant and others that, uh, and Bill W. too. I don't know if you knew that, but he was in a terrible depression and, Mm -hmm. um, and he took, he actually took, uh, took that to help relieve his depression. 
and it did help him. But for the deeds, nah, I think not. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, but- yeah. I, I just think when I was using, I spent so much of my life not feeling that mm-hmm. now it's, I, I want to feel everything, even though sometimes it's, it's not good. You know, it's not pleasant, but at right. least I'm, I'm feeling it. And, you know, going back to that, then I can decide what I need to do to get <laughs> through it, you know, to get through it. So, well, you know, I studied, um, I went to, you know who John, John Bradshaw was? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I loved his work, inner child work. Yes. And I think that a lot of times addiction, drug abuse, alcohol abuse uh, is, well, abuse of any kind is training ground for uh, alcohol or, or drug abuse. Um, yeah. Whatever that may be, whether it's excuse me, sexual or physical or whatever, or emotional. I, yeah. You see? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So one of the <laughs> questions that I, I a lot of our listeners, um, they, they want to know about our guest is, especially somebody, you know, who's been very successful, is what's the accessible tool that you use the most in your day-to-day life? My iPhone. Your phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My yeah. iPhone. Yeah. Okay. For this, for this phone call, for instance. Oh, um, that's true. Yeah. I don't, you know, I love my computers. I have nicknames for them too. <laughs> and I know from our conversation yesterday, you use the smart speaker, Alexa. I uh, do. Uh, quite, a, quite a bit. And, a uh, lot. Yes. Yeah. And you have a nickname for Alexa. Yes, I do. I call her the A girl. <laughs> if I don't I want to use the wake word, um, yeah, because she'll wake up and boink at me, then yes. I just say the A girl, and she remains silent. Oh, so, mm-hmm. well, well, what would you like people to take away from today's conversation with you? I'm a human being, not a human doing. Mm. Uh, that was John Bradshaw's one of his favorites. Yeah. Thanks. I still am a human doing to a certain extent because of my work, but I hope that people take away from this experience that, um, that I am vulnerable, that I am, um, I, I want to strive to, uh, learn new things that, um, I, what is that expression? I'm, I'm a human being having a spiritual experience or is it the other way around? Mm. Um, the spiritual, well, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do. I yeah. And, and I'm just, um, uh, I'm just so grateful more than anything, pen pen to have made a new friend. Oh, and that's, that's you girlfriend. Great. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Thank you so much. And uh, um, I don't, I don't say that lightly, dear. I I really mean that. And so, yeah. yeah. And so I'm just, I'm just glad to be alive. It's good. It's just good to be here on this planet, being able to do the work that I love to do. That's the deal. Absolutely. So we are Audio Information Network of Colorado. Um, 
is doing a fundraising event for AINC because as everybody knows, we're a nonprofit and, and right. our services are absolutely free and have been for over three decades. But wow. Rocky, Mountain, Rocky Mountain PBS has given us the the broadcast signal so that we can um, have been functioning for all these decades. And oh. I, yeah. And I approached them with the idea and it was because of a couple of guests I had on over a year ago. Um, the, there are two young ladies that live in Denver that are, are musicians and singers. And we talked about how do they, what has become with um, with music? It seems like music has, for some reason, shifted from being an audio, something you experience audibly, versus now it seems like everything's visual. And when you go to concerts, it's all the, you know, it's all the electronics. And um, I mean, I don't know what there is, but I guess when you go to a concert, it's just, it's so visual versus... Yeah having people there actually listening to the artist and the musicians and feeling it. And I said, Oh my goodness, we should do a concert where people are forced <laughs> to uh, maybe forced is too, too, too big of a word, but, but that they can experience the music uh, without having the interruption of, of using their eyes. And so they, the, these two young ladies, they said, yeah, let's make it happen. Um, so I have been trying to get it off the ground. And um, recently I was in uh, doing another project with, with Rocky Mountain PBS and I kind of threw the idea out there and they loved it. And I even met with them yesterday afternoon and, um, and Deeds is interested in being part of this project. So mm -hmm. we'll definitely be talking about it more coming up on the show um, when we get the date set. Um, it will be in Denver at the Rocky Mountain PBS station um, in mm -hmm. their new building. They have a beautiful, beautiful event center. And yeah, because I don't know if you've experienced that with with your music deeds, but I, I like I'm going to a concert um, this week, actually, Coulter Wall, um, some are taking me and i'm actually concerned <laughs> a little bit about am i gonna miss most of the concert because is it gonna be visual and i mean you know me i'm gonna sit there stand there dance there in, my, in place and enjoy it but how much of it am i missing because i can't see are and you talking about the choreography or the lights or i think all of it you know, um, like even what they wear, you know, um, I never, I mean, I always figured they probably dressed up like with you. I'm sure your makeup and your hair and, and your, your beautiful costumes that you wear on stage. But I, 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 that doesn't enter my head when I go to a concert. What comes into my head is listening to the music feeling the energy, um, hearing the stories that the artist tells. I never, it never occurred to me, you know, you don't know what you're missing until you don't, until you know what you're missing. Well, I didn't know that concerts were all these all about visual. And, but then when I started talking to my sighted friends, the things they talked about were like what you said, the light show, the choreography, the dancers. And I'm like, 
but that doesn't have anything to do <laughs> with the mm-hmm. music. Um, they're like, well, yeah, it does. And I was like, oh my goodness, have I been missing out all these years that I didn't know? Um, so what? So we want to create a space for people to come and mm-hmm. we will find, we will hand out blindfolds, you know, like, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like the sleep, the sleep masks that people wear. And right. you, it's not going to be mandatory, but we, we are going to ask people and urge people, you know, put the, put those on during, during the performance mm-hmm. so that you, you can experience it through your ears and, the just the feeling of what's going on and and it'll force you to listen more than if you're visual well you know in the format of music that i do pen pen um there isn't all that choreography there's basically either a big band or there's um you know a trio or quartet uh and we don't you know, yes, we have a light that, you know, that may go on or off or whatever uh, right. with a light person, but we don't have, we don't have dancers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting at the piano most of the time. Uh, oh. Sometimes there may be a piano player and I'm, I'm sitting center stage, but it's pretty simple compared to some of these acts. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't mean simple in an icky way. I just mean right. there's not all that other stuff and it's just it's just really cool and and uh some of the you know the bass player will a lot of the show will be acoustic instead of electric and yeah all all that kind of stuff so um yeah so it's it's uh and there's a lot of musicians that actually well you know the late jeff beck for instance i took time to listen to some of his work um and uh yeah you know and it's now looking at it in retrospect i had a wonderful time experiencing the different tunes that he did and and everything so but i think it's a remarkable it's a remarkable idea uh to see how far that yeah. goes I've, I've been on pbs many times you were talking about elmo yes yes and i've been to the white house uh, I did a performance at the White House and a couple of times and, and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. And yeah. that yeah. and that was uh on PBS, so I'm very very familiar. The oh, first wonderful. concert yeah, the first concert that I did was in eighty two with an all star jazz concert and you can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We uh jammed on summertime. That was at the end and then Nancy Reagan came trotting up and put her arms around me and I I said, Aww. who is this? And she goes, Nancy Reagan. <laughs> and I whisper back, oh, that Nancy and uh, <laughs> and everything. So, um, yeah, just a lot of uh, wonderful experiences. And I think that would be wonderful, uh, PBS, to be able to somehow, if we can get this off the ground, you know, let's, yes. let's see if we can make it happen. Yeah. Let's do it, Deeds. Let's do it. And I did want to share um, for everybody, you know, go, go to Deeds' website and you can find out more, you know, about not just this latest album that came out, but all the other ones that are on there. And then also, you know, where you're playing, um, you know, it, you have a tour coming up in February and then you mentioned the Boston um, experience. I yeah, think that's, that's May, 
Yeah. yeah, that's May twentieth, and uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that that website is you go to um, Diane Shore dot com and that's d-i-a-n-e-s-c-h-u-u-r.com and we'll make sure that that's in the podcast notes so that you know it's easy to find with your screen readers or your or your eyeballs you can use your eyeballs if you, if you have to, um, to find it so oh. well Dee, this, this, this has been such such a treat and um, I, I love that this amazing friendship um, has begun with us. And um, I just, I can't wait to see what comes of everything. There's so yeah. many things with you. And I, I was looking at your tour and I was like, ah, I wish there was something closer to me. Um, well, but, things happen all the time. And, and uh, being in Denver or thereabouts, uh, one of these days, we just don't know when yet. That's all. That's right. We absolutely don't know what it, what's around the next corner. That's for sure. Well, isn't that uh, kind of the beauty of life, Pan Pan? Oh, it is. Thank you, Deeds. Um, You're this, welcome. This, this has just been such a gift. I also want to, you know, thank everybody at Audio Information Network of Colorado. Um, they do the hard work behind the scenes, and I get to do the fun part and and get to talk to you know just amazing people just like deeds and also you know check out our other podcasts um blind sight and then topic of the month and you can find them wherever you find after sight and you know remember that you can donate to audio information network of colorado um our donations your donations keep our doors open and our programs flowing and that's at aincolorado.org and it is completely tax deductible um, because we are a nonprofit. And remember to be kind to yourselves this week and find a way to be kind to somebody else. It's good for your soul. And we will see you next week. 